Hello again, it's Brian, your lunatic friend, telling the story of the road I was on back in the 70s. This series is called Jesus and Music, because I never separated my songs into This is Heathen and This is Christian. And when they gave it a name, I personally thought it was like the first warning label attached to music. I felt like suddenly I was discounted. Nothing more than a fuller brush salesman put to a melody trying to sell people on Jesus. But we're not even at that part of the story. At this point, I'm a senior in high school, more depressed than ever. I was still reeling from a rude awakening. That girl I thought I was gonna marry was pregnant and it wasn't me. And I heard it through the grapevine. And that's when lyrics by James Taylor in a song called Fire and Rain really struck a note with me. Woke up this morning, they let me know you were gone. That song wasn't even really like my story. It was the first time I realized that a song could be an emotional lifeline. Because this was the first song that actually put a personal spin on my relationship with Jesus. And it wasn't even a Christian song. It was never played in church even. My drummer in the future Sweet Comfort band would tell me that this song was what made him decide to accept Jesus as a savior. And it was the same verse that hit me as well. Won't you look down upon me, Jesus? You gotta help me make a stand. You just got to see me through another day. And this is why my songs had such a variety. Because right now, I couldn't sing I Feel Feel Good by James Brown if I wanted to. But here's where God was directing my life when I didn't even know it. My dad was single-handedly building a bigger church, actually doing the work himself. He was hammering nails between sermons. One of the first things he did when the new auditorium was finished was to host a national teen talent competition put on by our denomination because now we had a big church because it would seat 200. This was like the first bracket of a national playoff. But when competition day came, I remember coming home from high school and my dad telling me I don't have anyone to compete in the male vocal category and I was thinking that you might just sing one of your songs I don't know why I wasn't paying attention to this whole teen talent thing but then I wasn't in a really good mood I remember just changing shirts from school and going over to the church for the teen talent competition so I sang the only happy song that I could think of it was that very first one called Sweet Peace of Mind that I'd written and since there was no other male vocalists naturally I won And I remember thinking, yeah, whatever. I was no longer leading the youth group because when I left for the summer to work in Colorado, I got replaced. About a week after officially winning the teen talent competition, I was notified that I needed to show up for the North Carolina State Round in the next town. Only thing I remember about that event was that there was a Christian band called the Amplified Version. I thought the name was pretty clever. Right when everyone was playing acoustic guitars, these guys had electric and they weren't using the piano to the left of the stage. They were church kids, though. They weren't hippies. And they had shorter hair and they were dressed like the Dave Clark Five. There were six guys in the male vocal solo category, and I remember standing outside because I didn't want to hear my competition. But I knew I was the only one doing something that sounded like heathen music, and I was absolutely stunned when they told me that I won. I hadn't won anything since I took first place in badminton at church camp. I probably wouldn't have gone to the national semifinals had they not been held in the same town. This time I was up against a large kid who had an opera voice. He was from Atlanta and he brought the house down with How Great Thou Art. So when I came out, I might as well have been Paul Simon singing The Sounds of Silence. Nevertheless, now I had a state championship trophy for singing. But it was less than a month later, on a Sunday night, I was still on the platform with my bass guitar. It was after the sermon and Dad was closing in prayer when he collapsed on the stage. All I can remember now is that six men from the church were holding him over 
over their heads like he had done a stage dive. They were moving through the congregation that had all moved into the aisles to a waiting ambulance. All I remember is I couldn't get outside because everybody rushed to me like my dad had just died. Turns out, after all that work, preaching, visiting the sick, and working non-stop, physically building a church, he had a heart attack. He was only 38. The next week, we had a guest pastor fill in for him as he was still in the hospital. My dad told me when he got home, the doctor said I have to stop being a Pentecostal preacher. And then laughing, he said, I guess I'll have to try to be more of a Methodist. And then he followed that joke up with, I still can't preach on Sunday, they said. I gotta take it easy. And then he drops a bomb on me. I don't have anybody else to fill in. I need you to do the service next week. Wait, what? I'd only done a little talking leading the youth group, but I wasn't exactly expounding on the word of God. Nevertheless, I agreed to do it. Now I don't even remember what I said that Sunday, but word got out about four days before the church service that this 17-year-old kid was gonna preach. My mom bought me a suit and tie, but I gotta tell you, I know exactly how David must have felt when they put all that armor on him to go fight Goliath. When Sunday came, people were there early and quite a few from out of town. And when I got to the platform, that little church was packed. I mean, there was people standing outside and sitting on the floor in the front. And I was feeling like a circus attraction. Afterward, people were supportive, but it wasn't like I was a sensational preacher. The suit looked nice, though. And when I finished high school, I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to do. I did have a sense that God was calling me to do something. But when you don't know, you can only assume that there's only two lines of work in God's world. Uh, missionary or preacher. So I made plans to go to Bible college. The great thing about Bible college is preacher's kids got a discount, but I was still a little put off because the Bible says the teachers will be judged more strictly. So I wasn't sure that was going to work for me. So if you don't judge me too strictly, sign the comments page under this story. Let me know what you think it's worth.